Welcome to the Gutsy Ladies Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Reynolds, and I'm a life coach on a mission to support midlife women to live their next chapters with ease, with clarity, and with confidence, to become a gutsy lady. A gutsy lady doesn't fade or shy away, and she doesn't use midlife as an excuse to live a life less fulfilled. She thinks, if not now, when? Until now, the story of midlife hasn't supported this vision for our lives, and it's time to talk about it. In this podcast, I share insights from my personal experience, as well as thoughts and lessons from thousands of hours of coaching. If you want to live your best life and are ready to do the work, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. So thanks again for joining me for another episode in the Gutsy Ladies podcast. This one is a really interesting one because it is a topic that when I look back on the episodes I've recently done, I didn't realize that I hadn't particularly done an episode around burnout. And it's um, become really evident to me the more um, discovery calls I'm doing with um, potential clients and even I was at um, Byron Writers Festival this weekend and there was a gorgeous doctor um, who shared his story of burnout um, and I will share mine in this episode. And what really hit home for me was the like the real response from anyone in the room when they realised this caregiving professional, what he'd gone through to burnout. And it just reminded me, I have spent so many years in recent times um, working with caregiving professionals such as teachers, nurses, doctors, um, and helping them with burnout. But I haven't really shared my own story um, particularly um, like in depth. So that's what this episode's about. And like the three, you know, there's three key things I'm going to give you as a basis for this episode is number one, I'm going to give you my three reasons that my midlife burnout was probably one of the best things that happened to me, certainly since my 30s. Um, it is a real gift. It was a real gift and it continues to be a gift. And I'm not just saying that in a life coachy sense. I'm going to give you my three reasons why. And it's also um, so interesting how this is exactly how some of my clients would now describe what burnout you know, did for them after they'd actually started to deal with it. I'm also going to give you my number one symptom. Like there are multiple symptoms of burnout. Every one of us is incredibly unique. But one of the big ones for me I'm going to share because I think um, it's one that we can overlook a little bit. And then I'm going to just finish off with what are I reckon the top three steps. If you listen to this story, you can recognize um, the symptoms for yourself and like, yep, yeah, I reckon I'm here. I reckon I'm on the verge. Um, or I reckon I've been there and I didn't fully recover, then I want to just step you through what I reckon are the top three steps to take. And another reason I'm sharing about this episode is that, like in more depth, is that one of my most popular downloads is a little mini ebook that I developed called Heal from Burnout and Recharge Your Life. So the link to that, um, to actually access that, is going to be actually in the show notes. So um, just uh, how did my burnout, like what's my burnout story? I'll just take you back to with my story. I'm going to actually take it to the moment where I realized I was burnt out and then 
um, work back from there to how I got into this position. But it was Australia Day 2017. I distinctly remember the day because it was a weekend where we were meant to be going to the 50th. It was the beginning of the 50th year for myself and lots and lots of great friends. And this gorgeous mate who I hadn't seen a lot of, it was her 50th celebration and I was on the sofa and I could not get up. And it wasn't because anything had happened in my limbs. It was I had this really massive dose of vertigo. And any time I would get upright, um, I would be forced to lie back down, not just sit, but lie back down. And it was such a big wake-up call for me because I had never in my life ever had any illness um, and certainly no illness that had stopped me in my tracks. And I wasn't able to participate in something that was so important to me. I was also not being able to function in my normal day-to-day level. So what happened was on the Monday after this, I actually had to ring my boss and tell him that I was not coming into work and I didn't know when I would get back into work and the whole thing was around my mental health. And as a wellness program coordinator who was operating across three different workplace sites and doing really high-level wellness programs we were you know, winning awards for, I felt such a failure because here I was having to fess up that, oh, my God, I, I couldn't go into work for exactly the reasons that I was helping people in their programs at work to avoid. So that's just another whole story, right? And it's so interesting because the doctor who shared his story um, at the Writers' Festival, that was his big wake-up call where it was like, you know, I'm a doctor, that's part of my identity is that I am meant to have all this stuff um, covered. And yet ironically for caregiving professionals, including coaches, it can be one of our Achilles heel until we address it. How did I get to this situation? Well, reflection was obviously something I had a lot of time for. And what I recognized is that in the three years prior Um, I had taken on this role with such gusto and I'd come also from a background of owning my own businesses and I was in a salaried position. So I took on a role where I forgot that I really was working for someone else and I took it on and gave 150%, which until recently had been my, you know, until then basically had been my absolute total mode of operating. Um, I was also giving some language away that I didn't know until I reflected. And I would say, you know, we went from one program across uh, in one mind site across to three programs in three mind sites with roughly a three-hour travel around each to get between all the sites. Um, I did have admin support, which was awesome, but I was the main person who was creating it, delivering it, and doing the logistics and making sure it would happen. And I thought I was in absolute flow. But what I understood as I reflected, I was saying things like, I can't get my head around how we're going to do A, B, and C, but we'll just load it onto my plate. I was saying yes to things automatically, which had been a habit I'd been doing. And I was putting everyone else's needs before mine. I was, you know, I, there were moments in this where I would look at the role that I had on and I would try to find fault with the job. But I'm going to say now, I was my own worst enemy and I created my burnout. And the other piece to it is 
I now fully appreciate I wasn't burnt out, but my nervous system was completely burnt out. And the, the big thing that happened was not only for me could I not get my head off the pillow and the sofa, I um, was not able for literally for weeks and weeks, I can't remember now how long it actually took, but I couldn't even um, get myself in a position to go for a walk down on the trails that I love so deeply. So it stopped me from functioning on a basic day-to-day level. It stopped me functioning professionally it stopped me functioning in the roles that I loved as a mother. Um, it was my final child's um, year 12, the other two children that left home. Um, it was my 50th year. It was this whole year of incredible celebration that was looming and yet here it was that we're January at the start of this year and I felt like I'd been completely you know, blindsided really and yet I was the architect. <laughs> So why do I actually now say it was the most, um, you know, it's a gift? Why do I say it's the best thing that ever happened to me? Because number one, it absolutely forced me to, I was going to say reevaluate my life, but I'll say bullshit. It forced me to evaluate my life on multiple levels. And and what I really discovered with that is that so many pieces of my biology and not just the perimenopausal picture, which is a real, that is a very common part that plays with burnout for midlife women, but also my um, biology around um, habits and some habits I'd taken on in motherhood where I would look after everyone else's needs first and mine last. I mean, that's something that we, we, Get, go into motherhood unwittingly and after doing it for decades, then we can find ourselves still doing it but not serving us any longer. So there was also another incredible piece of automaticity that I didn't recognise in myself is that the, the level of people-pleasing that I was doing and I had done most of my life. I was a incredibly compliant person I um some people may actually be surprised at that because they go I oh, know you're opinionated oh you go and do your own thing um that is now something I do in the 80 percent and 20 percent of the time I may be pleasing others first but the old me was definitely 80 or 90 percent um people pleasing and to be fair this is and I've done an episode on this is this is how I got my needs met if I actually pleased you then, um, or a person of authority in my life, or say, for example, my boss or my client, my customers always came first, all of that sort of stuff. If I was pleasing you, then I felt I was getting my needs met. So, you know, there were so many warped um, parts to my behavior that I, I can't, I can't tell you what it was like to wake up completely um, as I had to evaluate my life. And, um, you know, I remember the day when I actually recognized that it was a choice of mine to continue to work in this role. It was a choice of mine to continue to continue to work in any role. It was I had the power to choose anything I wanted. Whereas up to that point, I'm not kidding, I was very automatically living. And up until that point, it had served me well. You know, I'd done super well. In my career up till then, I'd done super well um, doing a lot of other parts to my life and, you know, had a lot of friends. And But but when you really 
examine it. And this is something I help all my beautiful midlife women do when they get to this point. Um, and a lot of women I work with are teetering on the edge of burnout, but some I've worked with are completely burnout when they come to me. So the the key piece in the evaluation was I started to really understand that I was living from a place of shoulds versus wants and wants and desires. And so I started to have to really choose what was important to me, what was important to me also for my family, and just get really, really deliberate. So that was a real gift. The second thing, um, the reason, is that it there was other pieces of biology, and this is something I work with, you know, all my clients with, is that it wasn't just, again, the menopausal picture and losing the estrogen and all of the diving that was going on with the roller coaster there. It was actually this whole piece around understanding your nervous system. Now, I had my training as a yoga teacher. I was teaching yoga. I just actually finished up when I had my burn up, burnout, probably about six months prior. And so you would think that I would have intimately understood um, nervous systems. No, I got to understand nervous systems on a level way more valuably um, than just doing my teacher training and teaching. I had to experience it for myself. But that level of self-awareness has helped me to understand myself and the value of all the actions that I bring into that um, little mini ebook. you know, how to literally heal from it. And also it's this level of self-awareness I now am able to bring to my clients to able to help them to determine, you know, to help them with the tips. Like it's just incredible. Up to 95% of the stuff we do day in and day out is um, on autopilot unless we know better, unless we start to get into choice mode more. So it's so exciting to be able to really understand um, my nervous systems better, how to bring in the, the um, relaxation response to antidote the stress response. So that's another key reason it was a great gift. And the third one is no surprise. The third one is that that was a fork in the road for me. It was, do I stay on the path I was at? And to be fair, I could have had the burnout and then stayed, you know, quite asleep or quite automatic and not made the deliberate choices I made beyond that, but I didn't. And I went down the other path. And that other path of deliberate living has taken me on the trajectory that I currently am. And I get so much joy and um, so much satisfaction. And I'm definitely living my purpose this day because of what happened and not just what happened to me, but what happened for me and being able to evaluate everything and claim, and this is language I love just hearing about, particularly um, in the female space, claiming, you know, claiming what is really important for me to work on for my midlife and beyond. And this has helped not just me and my clients, it has helped my family. I'm able to support my children, for example, and soon to have a grandchild, which will be so gorgeous. Um, all the tools I've learnt since having the burnout and really diving full blown into my life coaching and and continuing to work with um, workplaces in the wellness space, it's just helped me to basically do what I know I was brought on the planet to do. So that is, you know, that just feels so good to be able to say it. And the reason I want to share this is that that's, 
you know, I know with all the women that have worked in the Gutsy Ladies with me to date, one of the biggest things that they would share is the fact that once they realized they had a choice, then it has allowed them to open up their world in multiple streams that they never knew was available before. So one thing I want to just share now is what is the number one hint? If you've listened to my story and you may have seen glimmers of yourself in there, there is one thing that on my reflection that I had my body telling me day in and day out for probably months beforehand that I had ignored. And so this is the number one thing. It is a feeling and a, um, I call it an inkling, which is a bit like an intuition whispering, I suppose. But there was a feeling in me that I was on autopilot on a lever I'd never done before. I, it was like Groundhog Day on steroids. It was like the feeling that I had was everything was out of control, but I had no idea of how to rein it back in. So it was like, I just have to go with it. And it is it was a feeling of lack of control, not like when we make a, a conscious choice and decision to surrender, which is a place that I prefer now. But it's just, it was like this feeling where, and because I'd never shared it with anyone, um, and to be fair, I wasn't in a position to share it until my body actually forced me to stop. It was on reflection, I realized that I had warnings and I had feelings within me that this was unsustainable. But because one, I didn't know how to acknowledge the feeling. Two, I also didn't um, stop long enough to really feel the feeling. And this is something I help all my clients with now is I just didn't have the reflection practices like my meditation, like my journaling now that just helped me to see what's going on for me. And so if you can understand what I'm talking about now, if you have a feeling right now that you are on a hamster wheel and there are so many competing priorities and you can't get your head around it or you just, but you feel this, it's almost like a feeling of hopelessness that there's no other choice for you. That's what I'm talking about. And then I'm going to now encourage you, if that's the case, please do something about it. Do not wait for your body to actually give in like mine did because you know that was a that was a pretty scary time not just for me and not just for my husband but um for my daughter who's still living at home and obviously shared with my other two kids you know it's to go from feeling super well and um invincible which was obviously a bit of armor but to go from that to stopped in your tracks and lying on a sofa and not able to get up and do the stuff you wanted to do. It's incredibly unpleasant. And there's a lot of ego in there, I know. Um, it's the closest I've ever got to any form of illness. And so, you know, my levels of empathy for people that, you know, have these illnesses that, you know, manifest in their life, it's that, that horrible realisation of nothing's ever going to be the same again. Gratefully, because mine was burnout. And when I say burnout and just burnout, I'm intimating, it is incredibly possible to um, recover from and to not go down there again. But having said that, I'm not saying I've never had little incidences of mini burnout since. 
Of course I do because I've got such deeply grained habits, but I've got ways to get out of them so quickly now that I don't stay there for very long. Okay, first three steps I'm going to encourage you to do if this is resonating with you. Number one, definitely download my mini ebook. It is really simple. It is full of action-oriented tips that you can start doing from today. Please make sure you do that. Link will be in the notes. And it will immediately support your nervous system. And that's what your nervous system is looking for. It is looking for nourishment, which if you've got to this point, you have not been doing. Step two, you must share this with someone you trust. And it's really, really interesting of late. Um, the people who have been coming to me for discovery calls, I am the first person they've actually shared this with. So if that suits, please jump on and make sure you've got a discovery call. But if there are other people in your life that you feel comfortable enough to just say, I'm not doing okay, I've listened to this episode and man, what was going on for this woman, Bella, I'm recognizing it and I'm just wondering what you think, please do it. And the number one reason for that is the minute you do unload to someone you trust, it it is the weight is shared immediately. And I I I know it was a really tough phone call I had to make that day when I had to tell my boss. But within the 24 hours of sharing that and starting to work on myself and understand what the hell had gone on, there was a weight that lifted. And that just recently happened on a discovery call with um one of my um new private clients who admitted after we'd caught up from the discovery call that I was the first person she shared with. She then went on to share with two girlfriends who had no idea. And if they'd known, they would have loved to support. And I don't berate her for not sharing with anyone. I know what that feels like. It's particularly if you have an identity at the moment that I should have this covered. If you are in a caregiving professional, you'll have something like that. There'll be like this false ego there that is unfortunately trying to prop you up and it's not helpful. So number one, download my ebook and make sure you access some really simple tools immediately for your nervous system. Number two, share it with someone you trust. And if you have no one in your life, please jump on a free discovery call. And then, you know, the third one, this is vital. It is to make that commitment to yourself and create a really simple action plan. So this will be with the person who you actually have trusted to share this with. Um, And if it's in my case as a discovery call, we will create some actions to move forward. But it's that commitment that you will make with yourself that you will make this burnout count. You will own what has happened to get you to burnout. You will do your damnedest to bring in self-compassion and be able to come to terms with what burnout is meaning for you. And this will take days and weeks and months and even years. But it's a commitment to your future self that this was a super important burning um, burning point, a super important turning point, because that's exactly how I feel about it now. And as I said, within 24 hours of starting to own the burnout story, I was able to acknowledge that it was the best thing. And I didn't even know where I was heading. But, you know, it's like that feeling I was talking about, that real hint that I said of feeling like everything was out of control. Well, the minute that I started to address this, I felt like I was taking some control back. And really what that was is I was taking my power back. 
because I had felt so out of control um, in hindsight that just claiming what had was going on and my story around it and committing to moving forward, it was bringing, you know, some power back into my life. So, and that's the last thing I want to leave you with is that all of the things that you will do will feel tough, but just keep remembering your future self. It is your future self, like my future self today, who thanks me for making, you know, this a priority to heal. And and it's really funny on days and, you know, there we all have, doesn't matter who you are and um, whatever practices you bring in, we, some days are just easier and, and better than others. But, you know, we're still on the planet, we still get to play. But on days where I notice that, you know, I'm probably not feeling at my optimum, there it's often I will remember back to what it felt like to be, you know, powerless and my body not working for me. But also I will never forget what it felt like the day that I got back onto the trails. And it was months after, um, you know, basically not being able to go to work. And I went under the trails and like, I'm not kidding, the trees were greener, the birds were chirping, you know, louder, the sweetness, <laughs> the sweetness of getting out there and walking again was not lost on me. And as I say, I am so grateful this is as close as I'd ever got to a major illness, but I don't really want to get any closer to any others. <laughs> and that's been a deliberate choice moving forward. So I hope this is of use to you and please share this episode if you know that there are people in your life that are, you know, they may be the caregiving professionals I'm talking about as well, that you're watching from the sidelines and you're hearing, hearing their language, then please share it with them. It would be, you know, so important for them maybe to hear from one gutsy midlife woman to another. Have a cracking day. Do you resonate with the idea of grinding through midlife? Are you keen to learn how you too can start to glide? Then click on the link in your show notes to join my free webinar series I'm running throughout August. In these four free webinars, I'm going to give you the tools you need to get unstuck and start living your best midlife. See you there.